And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Glorious Grotto. Of course, as always, I am your host, the Great Landis, joined by my sidekick, the Joe Boy. And the Joe Boy. Wait a minute. What? It's never been the Joe Boy. It's just Joe Boy. Well, whatever. The it's Joe Boy. Batman Joe Boy. And the Robin. <laughs> you know what? He might have had less problems if he had just had a Robin with him. It's not Superman and the Superboy. Fine, Joe Boy. Thank My you. apologies. Get it right. That's all I want. And uh, joining us is a special guest today on the other identity. We are joined by Norris Howard, aka the Bougie Bahamut. I'm cool with that. <laughs> the Bougie Bahamut. Bougie Bahamut. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yeah. That definitely seems like a season four addition to the cast. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. When yep. they do Any... the expansion to the to the greater universe. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm that's only right. in two episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Every time, every time we have a guest on the show, they get another identity. All right. I like that's, that. That's the way it works. Of course, uh, with Norris here today, you may be able to guess what we're going to be talking about because he's been going on and on and on about it for the past uh, few months or so. And that's Marvel's most recent reboot or, 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 or new take on the X-Men. That's House right. of X, Power of Ten. Uh, he has been at us constantly. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of this thing, What are you guys going to talk about Hoxpox? Talk about this week, we talk about Hoxpox. Let's talk about Hoxpox. Well, guess what, Norse? We're well, talking about Hoxpox. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for us to talk about Hoxpox. Are you okay? You seem, you seem no, very... No. Every, everything's very No, my here. kryptonite... Apparently the Great Landis is not immune to disease. Yeah, yeah. my you kryptonite sound, is you sound allergies. Like a, you sound like so. a Muppet. <laughs> Great. Yeah, because no, he has I'm, a little uh, bit of a little Kermit going yeah. on. Yeah. Not feeling so good today. So I'm glad that you're here to help carry the show. That I is not, true. I would not put it in the hands of... <laughs> Yes. Joe Boy. <laughs> yes, it is I, uh, <laughs> Robbie the Landis. <laughs> so, uh, where Robbie do we want to? Where do we want to start with this then? Because uh, you know, House of Ten, Power of X. Uh, that's yeah. uh, uh, basically. Uh, uh, si- it was six issues each. Yep. Uh, two two series that kind of went hand in hand with each other. Really, um, if I you, wouldn't say kind of. They definitely. Well, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, if, they're, I feel you, like if you tried yeah. to read just one or the other, you're going to be missing out on quite I, a bit. I, I, I oh damn! I don't need to get no camera. I, it's we're swapping between them. Oh, okay, that's our, cool. Our two shot and then your shot. My bad, my bad. Don't worry about it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I went and I read House of X, Power of Ten, issues number one. Kind of thinking like. I wonder if I can get away with just reading one of these. And as soon as I finish the power from 10 to 1, I'm like, nope, I got to read them both. There's yeah, no yeah. way around and, and, it. And, and, and something, too, that, that I had a, a, a bit of trouble grasping, and, and obviously this is something that was intended for just the way that it was set up, is when you when you first go into it, you do feel a little confused, like what, what's going on. There's yeah. a bit of overload. And the reason why at first I was a little worried about that is that is a problem that comics have especially Marvel and DC with all their crossover stuff. Yeah. You know, where where you're going and, you're, and, and it's like, okay, am I supposed to purposely be kind of in the dark here or should I have gone and read sort of what came yeah, before? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this was supposed to be a sort of a, a hard reset on the world of X-Men because X-Men had been pretty stale for the better part of a decade now. The and better so, part of like 20 years. Ah, 20 years ago, you still talking about, you know, uh, Fear Itself and X-Men versus Avengers and stuff like that. That yeah, stuff was good. House yeah. of M? House of M. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really more about 10 years than 
20 years. That was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I have to deal with? Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This was pretty much a complete reboot on them. And they did this with... In my opinion, kind of one of the most unlikely characters, uh, but in in what I think was a genius way, and that's uh, Moira McTaggart. Yeah, and, and so if, if you're unf- first of all, we about to spoil the hell out of this. Oh yes, so, spoiler warning. So um, the the main crux of the House of X, Power of Ten, or Hoxpox for short, the main crux of it is uh, Moira McTaggart is usually been in X Men a human being, a human ally. To mutants, usually Professor X, they usually, you know, bump uglies a few times and they're just still chill. But it's been revealed that Moira McTaggart is actually a mutant who is reincarnated every time she dies now, and it resets the whole un- of the universe. Yeah, now, now there's an interesting caveat here because normally reincarnation just means you're born into another body. She's not just born into another body in the same timeline. No. She actually resets her life and as we go through the first sort of few issues or, or, or I, forget, I forget exactly which issue it was that mm. shows this, but it actually goes back and shows you a few of the different canons. Like, like you yeah. know, you remember some of these different storylines yeah. from the years past and so yeah. it sets up this idea that Moira from from life to life to life has been keeping these memories and trying different ways to to yeah. you know uh, uh, execute whatever right. it is that her plans have been. You've got you've got her timeline where she tries to really ally herself with a, with Xavier and that doesn't work. And then you've got her timeline where she goes with Magneto. And then you got her timeline where she's just kind of like fuck it and blows everything up. Where like, she allies with Apocalypse. Yeah. Where she yeah, tries to yeah, exactly. delete the X gene. Right. So she's tried a bunch of different things and it keeps on failing and now she's like then this most recent timeline the one that the storyline kind of takes place in well, it's the storyline still kind of it takes place in in, in multiple timelines mm-hmm. still because the conclusion that she comes to now realizing and, and accepting that she's a mutant is that the whole mutant versus uh, uh, homo sapiens is that mutants always lose every time and on a a long enough timeline everybody loses (laughs) i mean it's 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 not necessarily every uh, everybody loses and this is the big argument that i've been seeing amongst people who well yes the machines uh, didn't lose i suppose yeah amongst (laughs) amongst amongst the people who who because powers of 10 really go super far into the future thousand years a thousand years into the future and it's not necessarily a lose because humanity had gotten to a point where they no longer needed natural evolution. You know, those two dudes that people. Nimrod vaporized. Yeah, yeah. Try and have that conversation with them. Nobody really loses guys. <laughs> no, they no lost. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying in the sense of you can't say humanity lost because they chose to ally themselves with this machine you know, over God, if you will. Nimrod. And you I mean, can't, some of them might have, yeah. but I don't know if everyone was in on that decision. <laughs> well, no, because they're, they're a hive mind at that point. Yeah, no, I, I think once the AI, two points that you've yeah. made on previous shows, once the AI was born, whether that was human's intention or not, it, was, it was out of our hands, yeah. mutants or humans. So the story of House of X and, and Powers of Ten is the story of the conclusion in House of... Uh, X is the story of the beginning. So right now in X-Men, all the stuff that we're about to get in the coming weeks is all the stuff that's in the middle of those two bookends pretty right. much. And, you know, going back to Moira McTaggart, um, there was a huge gap because they explained to us like seven or eight out of her 10 lives or something. But there was a big chunk missing in life number six. And we find out 
that it is that sixth life where she finds out essentially everything and it is she's lived for a thousand years wolverine also has lived for a thousand years and they find out that essentially mutants always lose she goes then she she gets reset and and it seems like wolverine is always more of mctaggart's reset button if you if you look at how they've explained it wolverine more often than not is the last person around to like kill well, Moira and make her. We saw two button. instances. We of saw that we saw we saw two instances of that. So I I feel like there's some sort would, of. I would argue that Pyro had a pretty good one too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still feel like there's a reason why they they explicitly showed that Wolverine is the one. Yeah, usually, well, like, well he, he was another big part of the puzzle to make it happen. Right. Yes. Like like understanding the the full picture so that they could try and change their destiny. Wolverine was was 100% a part of that because without him, you know, they, they, they had mentioned in that sixth life where, where they had lived basically to the very, to the bitter end. Uh, she was able to do so because he was basically doing blood transfusions yes. with her. Yeah. And so she got the healing factor essentially living forever. So they hit the reset button. They go back and what starts off this whole thing in house of X is she tells Charles Xavier to read her mind, yep. which is something she had never done before. And he sees everything. He knows now the truth that mutants will always lose. His way never works. His way never works. Magneto's way never works. Yeah, neither mm-hmm. of them. Both of their ideologies will fail. Will fail. And thus, they have to come up with some sort of new way, some new ideology that they've never thought of before, ever. And their resolution is to create, essentially, mutant heaven the mutant garden of mutant Eden. casablanca yes well it, it's not just creating a haven for mutants because they've done that in a past yeah genosha yep. asteroid m yep the the point here was to sort of take a little bit of what charles wants and a little bit of what magneto wants mm-hmm. and kind of fuse those two together you know that humans and mutants can still live in harmony on the planet but humans need to accept mutants as the superior race because we are, mm-hmm. and if you let us do that, we're also going to help you in some way. Yeah, and you're currently listening to The Other Identity. If you happen to be catching us live, we appreciate that, but if you're not, and you've just downloaded it, you can do that every Thursday at 3 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash checkpointxp. So here we are on The Other Identity Day talking about House of Ten, and our House of X, Power of Ten. We have uh, the bougie Bahamut, Norris, hey. is along with us. And uh, 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 Norris, talk to us a little bit more now about why, or, or how the, 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 the fusions of Charles's uh, uh, dream for the world and Magneto's dream of the world sort of came together in, in, in the compromise that the two of them had Because it is really interesting, too, to see Charles have to function in a world where he can't... Charles has always been like this pillar of ideology, mm-hmm. and to have, have that all torn away from him and have to now function in a world like, it can't be perfect. Yeah. It's it, got to be good it, enough. And it really, in my opinion, is the best part of the series. Seeing, you know, Charles and his sort of machinations in forwarding this dream. And it's brilliant because Magneto and Charles have rarely been on the same page as as each other, but they fully, fully, fully are on the same page, and that almost never happens. Well, there, there's a really great moment where I think you, you really see the concessions that Charles have made, because uh, um, 
What's the name of the uh, uh, the the island or or, or Krakoa? Krakoa, that's right. Uh, Krakoa has basically allowed them to create this pill that they're going to give to humankind. Yeah. that basically cures everything and extends your lifespan for five years. Yeah, you get five, Charles, five years on your lifespan. It uh, adapts to uh, bacteria, so it's a perfect penicillin. Yep, and it, it also cures cancer as well. Cures cancer and mental degenerative yep. and, diseases. And and there's this line that Charles has where he says, "In the past, I would have given this to you." Freely to show our good faith, but not this time. Yeah, no. you're and, going to have to do something for us. And and essentially, what that is is Charles and Magneto saying, if you want these drugs, you have to recognize Krakoa as a nation, as a sovereign nation, and you have to amnesty all all mutants. mutants. You have to all, all of them. You have to say you have to amnesty all mutants because mutants no longer subject themselves to the laws of mankind, mm-hmm. and you also have to grant uh, Krakoan citizenship to all mutants who are yep. all mutants who manifest basically yep yep so you have to be a dual citizen so even if you don't necessarily go live on Krakoa as a mutant you by birthright are a Krakoan citizen uh if you're a mutant yep and that is part of the concession that was that was made by many 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 nations I think all but like 12 all, all but 12 principle of which one of them is wakanda yeah because wakanda, literally in big bold letters wakanda does not need mutant drugs yeah and we got our own <laughs> all, all the other ones are like political ideological reasons that they won't uh um recognize krakow as a sovereign nation state and yeah literally you get to wakanda it just says does not need mutant drugs and you're like eh, yeah, fair pre- enough pretty fair uh, but to, to your original question robbie in terms of the blend of the two ideologies i think that's what it is. So by having all mutants being recognized as citizens, you get sort of Xavier's dream of getting everybody to be sort of harmonious, right? And safe. And safe. That's the key thing. And safe. You can't be persecuted because you don't want Cyclops and them getting at you. Now, uh, Magneto's dream comes in because you say all mutants, therefore, are amnestied, which essentially... Magneto never wanted to function under the law of man in the first place. Yep. And so that is the two biggest blend of those ideas. And on top of that, they bring all of these mutants to Krakoa through these awesome portals. Everybody gets there. They have a big party. And immediately after that, <laughs> including great- major names like Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister, yeah. and like people who typically don't get along. Yeah. Which, how awesome was the moment of Apocalypse getting to Krakoa? And say, oh, yes, I know Krakow. Yeah. I, I know it. This I know is it well. my old friend. And he looks at Magneto and Xavier and essentially says, you two have done what I've been trying my entire existence to do. Yeah, because Magneto asks, are we going to have a problem? And he says, why would we? I've spent my entire existence trying to get literally this done. Yeah. Although, although I will say in the last few issues, you know, when, when it's going around showing everyone at this big party having fun or not, there is still something a little bit uh, sinister about the way that Apocalypse is just kind of sitting off by himself like sure his goal more or less is there but i I don't know there might be some tension there might be some resentment that he wasn't the one that was able to do it but but uh uh, the the other two big points i want to make sure that we get to about here which i think are some of the biggest sort of tent poles of this uh the first is moira finding the sort of the crux of the situation where does it always go wrong and that's with the advent of ai yes that's where it always gets out of the master molds and essentially the sentinels uh the master molds and the mother molds and And, the nimrods yeah and and so uh uh, the x-men are sent on a mission to the point in time where if we sever this thread it should 
hopefully as far as far as they can tell for now should end the threat of the ai and that's yes going into space where the uh uh is it the master mold mold. creates the mother mold right it's the mother mold that creates master molds master mold is like the top one no no the mother mold is yeah yeah. so that's what i mean yeah so they they have to destroy the mother mold to stop it from creating more master molds which again is just sentinels everywhere and eventually nimrod yeah by the way, awesome tech uh, levels. Apparently, we are able to uh, mine mercury at this point. That's, that's oh, and pretty put cool. A, and put a space station directly next to the sun. Right by the sun. You're well, like, whatever. wow, these, this, is some, this is some great yeah. tech, man. Well, whatever. So this, this suicide mission goes down, and this is very early on in the series, by the way. This uh, one is of like, the fourth books, I believe. Yeah, I think this is like issue two of... of no, it's it, further than that. Is it, is it two it's, or four? It's, it's one of the fourths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it, House of X number four. Yeah, okay, cool. So you, it's fairly early on, and they go and they do this suicide mission, and essentially... Major players die. Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Mystique, Cyclops, Jean Grey, all of them dead. Everyone who goes up there. All of them dead. Yep, they all die. They all die. Everybody's sad. Wow, this is terrible. And then we get back down to Krakoa, and we see now that mutants have, in a very roundabout, convoluted way, have found a way to literally cheat death yeah so they've got uh what's his face who can make the golden balls golden balls how did you forget his Gold name ball. yeah Gold so ball. as it turns out they're actually eggs that he's creating yep. using another one of the mutants they're able to proteus i yeah, think proteus. Proteus, basically able- five mutants yep. that by themselves is like well, your power is super useless right yeah have come together and then uh, uh partnered with uh cerebro in in uh charles who can now back up people's entire identities yeah yes can reincarnate and remake basically any mutant if they've died yeah so he literally recreates the mutants uh as they were right before they left for the suicide mission and they're just fine yeah and you're like oh apparently we can do that now there's there's a lot in uh uh, more than we were going to be able to go over this entire episode so definitely do yourself a service and go and read house of 10 power of x but then there's 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 one final thing that i want to get into which we're going to hear in just a second we take a quick break guys but we're going to be right back to talk about what the end of power of 10 house of x looks like and what that could mean for the future of the x-men I want to thank you guys once again for downloading or listening live to The Other Identity. Uh, we're talking about uh, Hoxpox today, the uh, most recent reboot of the X-Men. We're joined uh, by Norris here. Hey. And um, I think I think the most interesting thing is how this sets up for everything going forward. Because the X-Men mutant kind now have an entire nation in Krakoa. And at the end, we see that they've started to develop their government, right? That they have these... Uh, I love that part. What is it? Uh, 12, 12 seats. And then you also have Forge and mm-hmm. Krakoa itself. Right. But to see the different people that they've put on this on this council, you have uh, Xavier, Magneto, and uh, who else sits, sits at their table? Apocalypse. And Apocalypse at, sits at one table. At the... at the f- That's winter. The no, the, no, the that's problem fa- children are all on the winter table. Yeah, that's fall. That's, yeah. that's fall. autumn. Uh, yeah. uh, you have uh, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, and who's Storm. the third one? And Storm. Storm on another one. Summer table. Yep. yep. Uh, the the problem child table is uh, Sinister. Uh, Exodus. Exodus. Yeah, Exodus and... Uh, and Mystique. And Mystique. And Mystique. And then, and then the, the sp- final one is uh, ded- dedicated Frost. to the Hellfire Club, essentially. Yeah, the Hellfire Club. Emma Frost, her other person that she wanted, and the third person who's not been named yet. We don't know who no, it's, uh, they They said basically just go get Sebastian Shaw. Oh, Sebastian Shaw. He's just Shaw. not there yet, but they say go get Sebastian Shaw, you, and then you pick one other person. Have they yeah. revealed that 
yeah. third person though yeah. they did yeah yeah okay yeah i, I don't recall it right off the top no, of my head. Not, no 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 i mean it's heavily alluded to i got you okay heavily if but yeah, like, uh, yeah they yeah. so they are essentially the, the the government now of krakoa and one of the first things that they do and this is one of my favorite scenes is they judge and make an example of uh Sabretooth. of saber tooth yeah the so, first one to be judged by the council and you know i mean their laws their first law is un, unrealistic no their first law by the way that they create ironically given everything is that is thou shalt not kill humans basically yeah. don't kill humans don't, you know no mutant shall turn his power yeah. upon a, on a human basically. yeah but their their golden rules are don't kill humans respect krakoa as basically the promised land and make more mutants Yep, and they, <laughs> and they don't manifest they don't, destiny. Yo. Yeah, they don't kill Sabretooth though. They basically drop him into an endless pit. Yeah, yeah. You you get to exist in eternity, unable to move, but completely aware of what's going on. I'm like, well, that's a little cruel and unusual. Yeah, but oh, the, Sabretooth's coming back at some point, guys. Yeah, I get it. The, oh, yeah. the coolest thing about that is that like Sabretooth's basically yelling, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you all and eat all your body parts. And the two, uh, uh, and Emma Frost and Jean, <laughs> in, in, in my opinion, a complete flex of power, because uh, Emma Frost says, quiet. Because she's essentially telling us, you know, psychologically yeah. shut up. And he kind of still is fighting yeah. it. And Gene is like, quiet. And he goes, bleh, he just he turns into a, just a drooling idiot. Yeah. And, and so that that panel is awesome. But the future of this series is, is going to be so cool. New X-Men is going to be great. And each book is going to have sort of a different feel based on sort of what branch mm-hmm. of the Krakoan mutant society or government that it is. Which brings me to my final question, which obviously we know the answer for you, Norris, but Joe, yes, uh, you know, we started reading uh, Spider-Man and are like into it now, Issue right? by issue, yeah. Issue by issue, we yeah. cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on staying up to date with the X-Men after this? Um, not issue by issue, it'll be book by book. So like, what is that What is that book about? Five issues? Yeah. Something like that. Basically, as a, as a new book comes out, I'll read a chunk of the story at a time. So I think that's I think that's a good way to consume it, right? Because there's there's like five books coming out. Well, that's like yeah, exactly. I don't want to read a, literally a book every week. And I mean, we just I just went through. I just binged Hox Pox. I binged it all in a day, uh, which is how I like to read stories typically. Um, and I mean, I came through it feeling like probably like a lot of people did. Uh, whether it's Hox or Pox, I really, really enjoyed House of X or uh, uh, House of X. And, and Powers of Ten was really weird. Yeah, like all right, it it was basically like read Powers of Ten so I can get to the next issue of House yes, of X for me. Yes, like, that was like, and it, it's because at the end of the day, X Men's always very interesting because of its socio political nature. Mm-hmm. So seeing how they're trying to form this new nation state and how they're working with like the the the, the you know non mutant nations, that was all super interesting to me. And then you've got all this stuff happening in the future where I'm like. Which right. was also okay, hard, hard to kind of follow because yeah, because because my again my problem was always should I be understanding what's going on right now or or, or is am I meant to be in the dark right yeah. exactly am I just exactly. too dumb or am I supposed to be naive yeah, no but it's 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 gonna be I, I I agree with you guys powers of ten is not my favorite yeah House all. of X is incredible House of X is great. brilliant and some of the best stuff I've read from X Men in a long time see one of the issues that I'm having with because uh, again I think the overall event was great and was massive class and i think definitely sets up a new future for the x-men but had i gone into this not let's let's say i'm a new comic fan right i don't know a whole lot about the x-men i go into this and i think the draw that i'm missing from huge set pieces like this 
as opposed to what draws me into Spider-Man is I don't feel much of a personal connection to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for example, uh, historically, uh, Cyclops is kind of a dick, right? Yeah. But what we see of him through uh, uh, Hoxpox, I don't think that you would really draw a lot of that Cyclops, out of there. Cyclops became a dick because of essentially uh, he and Xavier having a, a difference well, of opinion. Sure, sure. Eventually, Cyclops sided with Magneto because of a well, collection of really bad events. And at the end of the day, because of events that didn't happen in this timeline. Yep. Uh, I, I think what, one thing that I, I do agree with you on this point, Rob, I think one of the things that Hawksbox does suffer from is by the virtue of how many characters we oh, see in course. it, yeah. no one gets the development you really want. It is hard to form a task. Like, like, yeah. like, can you tell me what the what the honest to god difference is between like Storm and Wolverine in this book? Not right now. Oh, Storm had such a small role. Right a lot now, of the X Men are very samey because well, none of them get the time they need. Well, and that's why I think it's really intelligent to use a big event and then break off right. into the smaller. Oh, yes, of course. Because of course. I've already read New X Men one and Marauders one, and there's a ton of development. Right, exactly. In those already, and those are just the first two uh, books. We still haven't got Excalibur, or Fallen Angels, New Mutants. So there's still like three other, four other books that got to come out. X Force, <sighs> which is which is the whole other problem that I have with with comics sometimes. But I think like you joe i'll probably wait till these these stories finish and then yeah. binge them all at once yeah. instead of trying to keep up on a yeah week, i'll, I'll pick basis. some i don't necessarily think like i've never been interested in new mutants ever right i mean uh, only the biggest fans are going to be reading all of these yeah. books at once it's like when you know when uh, dc did rebirth right you picked your four people you really wanted to and follow you followed those books only a couple of psychopaths <laughs> followed yeah. every book like i'll probably read uh, new X Men, X Force, and uh, and uh, Excalibur. Right, because that's so interesting. Where does people like Deadpool fit fit in with this? Yeah, that's a good question. With Krakoa, like, interesting. It's a, it's a good yeah. question. There there's are, a, there's there a, are a ton of questions to be asked. Dude, which, by the way, like uh, Marauders, the first episode, there's a development with one of the major characters that you're just like. Oh, that's going to be real interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, What's it gonna um, be like when the Avengers have something to say about all this. For sure. For sure. And, uh, you know, the next excuse that we have to have you on to talk about this, uh, uh, Norris, we definitely will. Uh, but for those of you out there listening, we want to thank you once again, whether you are live or whether you uh, downloaded the podcast. Thank you so much. You guys can connect with us on social media. That is uh, Checkpoint XP on Twitch, Facebook and Twitter. That's going to be it for us today. Joe, go ahead and take us out. Will you be checking out the new X-Men universe? Will we all remember this in our next lifetime? Tune in next time. Same Twitch time. Same Twitch channel.